Amen. You guys excited for today? Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, good sir. It is such the greatest honor to be up here today to be able to share the word of God. I do have to say thank you to my pastor and my leaders here who just gave me the opportunity to preach the, the, uh, the word today because, you know, I'm not deserving of it, but it's by God's grace and his mercy and his perfect love that I'm here today. Amen. Amen. So let's, uh, before we start, let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for this day, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord God, for this day, God. We thank you for everything you have done and everything you're going to do, Lord God. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us a urge, Lord God, to reach people with the gospel today, God. I pray, Jesus, Holy Spirit, give us an urge, Lord God, to see people get saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, God. God, we pray that you will give us an urge, Jesus, to see people who are broken, Lord God, dead in their sins, Lord God, coming to know the presence of God, Lord. Holy Spirit, Lord God, I pray that you will fill us up with fire, God. Even now, God, that you will fill us up with Holy Spirit fire to go out and preach your gospel, God. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts, move in our lives, move in us today, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm super excited for today. Amen. Guys, it's just such an honor to be able to preach and proclaim the message of the gospel today. To be able to tell people about God's mercy, to tell people about God's love, to tell people about who Jesus Christ is. That Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for their sins. That he was, that he was beaten, that he was whipped, that he was nailed to the cross because he loved me and because he loved them. It is the greatest honor but see, guys, we are living in a generation nowadays where many churches, many people, many Christians, people who call themselves Christ followers, don't preach the gospel. People who call themselves Christians, but they judge others because they're not preaching the word of God. God, have mercy on our generation that we live in. God, have mercies on churches that don't proclaim the message of the gospel. Even some of our Pentecostal brothers lost the faith, lost the, the emphasis of preaching the gospel because they sold out to the things of this world. God, have mercy. See, these people think that the gospel, that the first, the, 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 the gospel is just a, a suggestion that we should do. That we are suggested to preach the gospel. That Jesus said to Paul, to Peter, hey, I suggest that you go out and preach. I suggest that you go out and share my word with somebody. I suggest it. That's how our churches look at the, at the gospel nowadays. It looks like a suggestion. But Jesus didn't say it was a, a suggestion. He said it was commandment. See, Jesus said it was the commandment to go out to preach the word of God to the lost. See, Jesus said it was a commandment to tell people about his mercy, about his grace, and his perfect love. If you can go to Matthew 18, uh, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. These are the words of Jesus. 
He said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I have commanded you, and surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. Now, guys, I don't know if I'm reading that right, but does that look like a suggestion? Does that look like, hey, I'm suggested to go preach the gospel? No, we are commanded to go and preach the word of God to the lost. We are commanded to share the love of God to people, people who are broken, people who are depressed, people who are angry, people who are suicidal. We're not called to just give them a suggestion. We're called to proclaim the message. We're called to tell them the truth that God loves them, but he hates their sin. They hate their wickedness. They hate their perversion and sexual morality, but he loves them. That's what we're called to do today. As we're going out to Humble Park and we're going to see people at all type of lives, right? There are people who live in homosexual lifestyles, people who are Puerto Rican proud, right? Come on, right? All these different lifestyles that we're going to share the gospel to. It's not a suggestion to preach to them. It's a commandment. It's a commandment to go and proclaim the message of the gospel. Right? And maybe, maybe you don't know how to preach the gospel. Some of you, maybe you are you know, younger in the faith, right? You can share your testimony with them. You can share your testimony, how God saved you, how God redeemed you, how you don't have to, you're not living in sin anymore, living in wickedness and living in perversion. You can share the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he was buried, and three days later he rose again to give life and life more abundantly. You can share John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. See, when there, there, there's, there's a way to share the gospel. It's very clear. It's very clear. And the thing is, it's not a suggestion. It's a, t- it's a commandment to go. It's a commandment to go and proclaim his word. It's a commandment to share God's love with the lost. It's a commandment to say, hey, I love you. I care for you. And I'm going to tell you the truth today. And the thing is, guys, Jesus did this. Jesus did this. Jesus proclaimed the gospel. Jesus proclaimed his truth. Jesus told people about the kingdom of God. But why aren't we? Why aren't we sharing the gospel nowadays? Are we too comfortable where we're at in our churches? Are we too comfortable where we're at in our churches? So many Christians want to talk about the vaccine, but don't want to talk about the gospel. Come on, man. So many Christians want to talk about the vaccine, but don't want to talk about the gospel. Don't want to talk about the message of the truth. See, in Luke 4, 18 and 19, it says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That's Jesus saying that. 
Jesus is saying that I came to pro- proclaim good news to the poor. What is the good news? It's the gospel. He came to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim, the, the, to proclaim freedom to the prisoner, people who are bondage and sin, people who are bondage in their wickedness. He came to proclaim freedom for them. He came to give uh, more new sight to the blind, right? People who are blind, right? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Why don't we see miracles, signs, and wonders in our churches nowadays? Why don't we see miracles, signs, and wonders when we go out and preach the gospel? It's because we're too comfortable. Comfortability kills you. Comfortability will kill you today. If you're too comfortable where you're at and you don't want to grow and you don't want to preach the word of God, it will kill you today. It will kill you today. You need to get out your comfort zone. So many people are selfish. That's why they don't want to preach the gospel because they're selfish. They're selfish. It's all about me, myself, and I. It's about my clique. It's about my group. It's about my church. But the thing is, Jesus was not selfish, but he was selfless. See, Jesus was selfless on the cross, that he was beaten, that he was whipped, that he was nailed to the cross, and he died for me and for you. Jesus was selfless. If we want to see God move in our nation again, we have to be selfless. I think about amazing men of God like Billy Graham and Rahum Bonke who proclaimed the message of the gospel to people. It wasn't about them. It was about the people. It was about the souls that they wanted to get saved. But we have lost the heart of God for comfortability. We need to ask God to break our hearts for the lost again. We need to ask God to break our heart for people again. Another verse is Matthew 9:35. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. See, Jesus went to every town. He went everywhere sharing the message of the gospel. He went everywhere sharing the word of God. He went everywhere proclaiming the kingdom of God. He saw, he was able to see people in villages and synagogues come to know him. But we can't see people in our jobs, people in our high schools, people in our college campuses, people in our neighbors who live right next door to us come to know the presence of God because we are too comfortable. Because we can care less about them. In verse 36, it says, when he saw the crowds, this is talking about Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on the lost. He had compassion for those people. 
He cared for those people. See, you're not able to reach somebody if you don't care for them. You're not able to reach somebody if you don't care for their soul. You're not able to reach them with the gospel if you don't care for their soul. I remember we were preaching this last week, and it was like hundreds and hundreds of people at Riot Fest. And I just started to imagine this verse, that Jesus was speaking to these people. And he said that he had compassion on those people. He had compassion on those people, those people who hated God. Many of them flipped up their middle finger to God. Many of them were saying, oh, I can live my lifestyle like this. I can do this. I can do that. But Jesus still has compassion for them. What about your friends today who are lost, who are broken, who are saddened? You might not care for them, but Jesus does. The person who is sad today, who are depressed, Jesus has compassion for them. He cares for them. He doesn't want them to stay in their wicked way. He doesn't want them to stay in their sin. He wants them to come to know him. He wants them to have new life. But how can that happen if we don't go? How can that happen if we don't go? How can that happen if we're still complacent in our way of thinking, if we're still complacent in our sin? I mean, I mean some, uh, some S-U-M-ers, right? Oh, I ain't supposed to say that. It's okay. <laughs> I mean some Bible college students, okay? <laughs> I meet some Bible college students sometimes, and they talk about, hey, you know, I'm called to do this. I remember one time we were at uh, Mardi Gras. We were at New Orleans. And I was talking to this guy, and he was like, oh, man, you know, you're a really good evangelist. I was like, oh, praise God. Right? But then I was like, hey, man, you know, what about you? What do you feel like you're called to do? He's like, what do you, I'm like, what do you feel like you're called to do? I'm like, oh. He's like, I'm, I'm called a pastor at church. You know what I mean? This is not really my scenery. This is not my, really my scenery. People who are lost, people who are broken on the streets of Mardi Gras, that's not really his scenery, guys. God have mercy in our churches. God have mercies in our denominations who have fallen away from the grace of God. If you can go back to uh, Matthew 9. In verse 37, this is Jesus speaking. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Today, guys, we're going into the harvest field. Today, we're going into the harvest field. We're going into the Puerto Rican community, and we're going out there to share the gospel, to share the message of salvation. I tell people this all the time. The harvest is right in front of you. The harvest is right in front of you. 
Your friends, your neighbors, your community, they're right in front of you. Why aren't you reaching them? Why aren't you reaching your community with the gospel? Why aren't you reaching your, your friends and your neighborhoods with the gospel? Why aren't you reaching these people with the word of God? This is the way that we're called to do. This is what we're called to do, guys. We're called to preach the gospel. And not just me, not just Pastor Joe, not just Joby and Lawrence and Pastor Jarrett, not just Pastor Lauren, but we're all called to preach the gospel. We're all called to see our generation saved and transformed by the message of the gospel. We're all called to see people who are broken, sad, and depressed come to know the presence of God. I remember when I saw my friend Will get saved. It was the most amazing and awesome day of my life because I was able to see a person I preached to come to know the presence of God. How much more should we see this every single day? How much more should we see this in our jobs? When we see our friends, our co-workers, just imagine now your co-workers coming to Jesus. Just imagine now your friends, your, 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 your people you go to school with go come to know Jesus. People say that revival is this, this, and that. Revival is seeing your friends come to know the love of God. Revival is when you see your friends and your neighbors and people around you coming to know the presence of God. See, if we don't go, who's going to go? If we don't go and share the gospel, who will go? And see, guys, if you don't go and share the gospel with your friends, if you don't share the gospel with your neighbors, if you don't share the gospel with your community, there's blood on your hands. In Ezekiel 3.18. Ezekiel 3.18 speaks about how there is blood on your hands. Because you don't want to warn a wicked person. Because you don't want to warn a person who is living in wickedness and perversion. But you would rather tell them, hey, it's okay to live the lifestyle that you're living. It's okay for you to live in your evil ways. It's okay for you to live like this. There is blood on your hands today. And you, the only way you can get that blood off your hands is by repenting. You have to repent for not preaching the gospel. You have to repent for not sharing the word of God. You have to repent for not sharing God's love with people. You have to turn away from that and give it to Jesus and pray and ask God to forgive you for not speaking to that person. I remember it was a guy in high school I was preaching to. No, I mean, God gave me a vision for him. He was in a wheelchair, and I remember God telling me that I'm supposed to preach to that person, that I'm supposed to share the gospel to that person. But, you know, as a, a, 
as a Christian, when I was first saved, I was just like, no, nah, you know what, I can do that later. I can do that later. I can do that later. I can, you know, I can, I can do, I can, I can just live how I want to do. I can just do me. A couple of weeks later, I found out that guy got killed. A couple of weeks later, I found out my, that, that guy, he, he didn't know about God. He actually hated God. And it brought tears to my eyes. That I was supposed to preach the gospel to him. But because of disobedience, I missed it. And he's in hell right now. You think about people in your own life that God told you to preach the gospel to. And you didn't because of disobedience. Because you were disobedient to God and you were like, no, you know, I could just do me. I could just live my own lifestyle. You know, I don't have to do anything for Jesus. Right? Maybe Jesus is telling you you're supposed to come out more often. Maybe you're supposed to come out on a weekly basis and you're just staying in your comfort zone. You're just staying in your wicked comfort zone because you don't want to go after God. Because you don't want to listen to what Jesus is trying to tell you. Today, what we need to do is we need to ask God to give us a heart for the loss. We need to ask God to give us a heart broken for the loss. That we will see our friends get saved. That we will see our family members get saved. That we will see our communities get saved. That we will see people who are broken, lost, depressed, come to know the presence of God. That's the only way we're going to reach people today. That's the only way we're going to reach that person who's depressed today. It's not by just, you know, saying, you know, these few words. It's by having a heart broken for them, willing to do whatever it takes. I'm always encouraged by Pastor Joe's stories of how he used to bring people in. He used to bring these homeless people in, and even though they cursed them out, even though they, you know, got mad at him, he still loved them. Many other stories. Many other stories that people brought people in and they probably got mad at them, probably got angry at them. But we still had a heart for that person. And we still prayed for that person. We still interceded and said, God, please save that person. And maybe some of you guys are here who we prayed for and who got saved. And now you get to go and reach your friends, you get to reach your friends with the gospel. You need to reach your community. Now you can reach your community with the gospel. Now you can reach other disciples. See, as a, as a disciple of Christ, as a the follower of Jesus, our, great, our calling is to preach the word of God. As disciples of Christ, our calling is not to be lazy and sit on our, on our couch all day and playing PlayStation all day, right? Our calling is not to just go to Cubs games and Sox games all day. Our greatest calling is to proclaim the message of the gospel. That's what we're called to do. If everybody can stand for me, please. Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Right now, before we go out, before we go out and... See God transform people's hearts. 
see people get come to know the, the love of God, we need to cry out. We need to cry out for the lost. We need to cry out for people. We need to cry out for our city. We need to cry out for churches. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we cry out today. Start crying it out, guys. Maybe some of you need to be at the front because you need to repent for not praying for your friends. Come on, cry out, cry out, cry out. Break our hearts today, Jesus. Break our hearts today, God. Come on. Break our hearts today, Jesus. Some of you need to be at front. Come on. Run to the front. Run to the front. Pray for your friends. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your community. Come on. Break our hearts, Jesus. Break our hearts, Jesus. Break our hearts, Jesus. Forgive us if we did not preach to our friends and neighbors, God. Forgive us if we did not preach to our community, God. Oh, yeah, Jesus, fill us up to overflow now, God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, break our heart for the lost, God. Break our hearts for the people, God. Break our heart for the young people, God. People are getting shot and killed in the streets of Chicago every single day, God. Break our hearts. Break our hearts. Break our hearts, Jesus. Break our hearts, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Even now, Maybe you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not filled up with the Spirit of God right now. Ask God, ask God to fill you up. Fill you up with Holy Spirit fire to go out and preach the gospel. Fill us up with Holy Spirit fire to proclaim your word. And the Bible says, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Holy Spirit, fill us up with fresh power. 
Fill us up with fresh power, Jesus. Holy Spirit, get us ready before we go out today. Anything that's not right with us, Lord God, I pray that you will take it away in the name of Jesus. That we will not be hypocrites when we go out and preach your word. That we will not be hypocrites, Lord God, as we're proclaiming your gospel, God. Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's give it all, God. Come on, let's go. Let's go harder right now. Let's emphasize harder. Let's go harder for Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us up with power. Fresh power in the name of Jesus. Fresh power in Jesus' name. Come on! 